we start a brand new series called JC Profile. It's called JC Profile. And for four weeks, we're going to look into the person of Jesus Christ. We want to get to know him, his, 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 uh, his background. We want to do a background check. We want to find out who he's all about. We want to find out the real thing based on the word of God. <coughs> the Jesus that the Bible teaches, not what Christianity teaches, not what tradition teaches, not what the pictures teach, but the real Jesus. And as Christmas rolls around, we want to be not only worshiping, but preaching the good news of the real Jesus. Who is. And we, we need to be able to explain that in our own words. And that's why I was thinking, you know what, we need to get into who Jesus is all about. And that's why I picked this series for today. All right, so that's why we're doing the series. I want you to be equipped. I want you to know. I want you to be able to explain the real Jesus. I want you to be able to explain Jesus outside of Christianity, traditional and religious and cultural. I want you to be able to know who the Jesus is that you worship. In fact, we want to be a congregation that pursues Christ as a person, not as a faith. Pursues not Christianity, not church, not even what we get from Jesus, but Jesus himself. That is the end of this message. We could actually pack up and go home, but we still need to finish this. As we get started, you could take your own notes. I'm not giving you notes. I hope that you will take notes. If you don't take notes, you are planning to forget. And if you are taking notes, then write down not only what you're hearing, but what is God saying to you? What is God telling you on the side? All right? Uh, if you go to the YouVersion app or if you go to uh, my app, you can also find in the link that's been provided for you the ability to take extra notes. I'm not the tech guy, but if you want more information on that, speak to the, uh, speak to the team. All right, let's get, in, get in, let's get into it. Jesus came from heaven and is God incarnate. Jesus came from heaven and is God incarnate. The word incarnate comes from the word carnal or, or fleshly. And he was God in the flesh. He came in the flesh. Jesus came from heaven and is God incarnate. I want you to listen very carefully as I read the passage for today. Listen, watch, look at the words very carefully. You are intelligent people. You are capable of a lot more than you pull off, especially when it comes to the faith. Look at this. John chapter 17, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. Glorify, the hour has come, the time has come. Since you have given him authority over all flesh, carnal, flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you give to him. And this is eternal life. That they, what is that word there? Know you. That they know you. This is unique to the scriptures, to Jesus, to our faith. That they may know you. And this is eternal life. Eternal life is not something that I get Eternal life is not something that is given to me. It is the knowledge of life, the knowledge of the person who is life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Work with me. I glorified you on earth, 
have accomplished the work that you gave me to do. I've done my job on earth. Now, Father, now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Let's do that again. Let's go slow. Become students. Become, become you know, hungry for the truth here. And now, now what? Now that I've done the work that you've called me to do. And now glorify me in your presence. That's in heaven. With the glory that I had with you before. When? The world. <coughs> before the world existed. Go back to the statement I started with. Jesus came from heaven and is God incarnate. Jesus came from heaven and is God incarnate. I'm going to make a point. So hang in there. First, let's look at scripture to be the basis of our truth. John 16, 28. I came, I come forth from the Father. I come from the Father and the Father is in heaven. I come from the Father and have come into the world. Christ came in. Oh, you think this is, you've heard it a thousand times. But listen carefully. We're making an argument here. And have come into the world. I am leaving the world again. And I am going back to the Father. I am going back to the Father. I came from there. And I am going back. Jesus is the only one. Who existed before he was born. Jesus is the only one. Who existed before he was born. Nobody else. Existed before they were born. Whatever they did. Whatever they accomplished in life. Whether they're myth or they're man, they started at a point of birth and it died with them. But nobody came from heaven, did a job and went back to heaven. I came forth from the Father. John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long. He's talking to the disciples, to Philip specifically. And you still don't know me? Whoever has seen the Father, finish it. Has seen me. Who has seen me has seen the Father. You look at me, I'm the Father. You look at me, the Father's in me. You want to know the Father? You get to know me. You get to know me, you get to know. What's he saying? What is he saying? He's saying, I existed from before. I have come with a purpose. And my Father has sent me. I've done the job. And I'm returning to the Father who sent me. I existed before. I existed here and I exist later. Yesterday, today and forever. And the reason I have come is so that you may know the Father. The Father is unknowable because no man had ever seen God. But this Father has sent an image of himself. If there was anything that could accurately reflect the image of the invisible God. If there's anything that could accurately reflect the nature of God in the flesh and we could touch him and we could feel him and we could speak to him and we could hug him, then it is Jesus Christ. Jesus came in the flesh to reveal God to you so that you may know him because that's what God wants. So let's get to the start. Stay intelligent. Stay on track. Stay with me. Go back to where Jesus started. He is from heaven. He equates himself to the father. So he is not a founder of a religion. He's not a wonderful person. Who's worth emulating. 
He's not a lunatic with bizarre claims. This is not a white man's religion. This is not an Eastern or Western religion. It's not a solution to a happier life. Jesus didn't come to give you a happier life. He came to exchange his life for yours. Pick up your cross and follow me. So let's read it again. Verse 3. And this is eternal life that they may know you. The goal of Christianity, the goal of the Father's heart, the goal of sending Jesus from heaven to earth and bring him back to heaven is so that you may know the Father. So that you may know God. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. We have a doctrine of God because we've never met him. And the only one who's a connect to him is Jesus Christ. God, we believe, exists in a trinity, but is one. He's one God in three. He's the perfect harmony and the perfect union of three entities, but one. Do I understand it? No. Do I accept it by faith? Yes. And in, in the trinity, there is perfect harmony, perfect submission, and perfect hierarchy. God the Father is head of the trinity. Jesus is the Son who reveals the Father. The Holy Spirit from the beginning has been active in moving and shaking and creating and convicting. And they are perfectly united, unlike any other God in one. He is eternal. He's eternal. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing with my wife the other day and I was thinking about even eternity. When we think of eternity, we think of eternity in terms of time. Yeah? How long is this sermon going to take? Oh my God, this is, this feels like, yes. <laughs> so every Sunday you experience eternity. <laughs> so even when we think about eternity, we think about eternity in the context of time. So when we go to heaven, we will have eternal life. That means live forever apparently, right? So we're going to live forever in eternity. We're going to go there and there'll be one big clock over there and we'll all be waiting and waiting and waiting for eternity. In our heads, eternity is still within time. But if I were to explain to you, if I were to submit to you this morning, that eternity is not time. It is a forever encyclical existence that is outside of time. Time is time. And Jesus swung that pendulum into, uh, into motion at the moment when he created the sun and the moon and the stars. As soon as he, he spun the earth, time began. And he's going to stop the earth and time will stand still. But when you die, when anybody dies, they step outside of time. God is outside of time. He's outside of space and he's outside of matter. God is outside of time. He's not within the clock. God is outside of space. All that you know that exists in matter and even within space matter, he's outside of that. He is present to it. Listen carefully. He is present to matter, but he is not part of matter. God is not in things. He is present to things. We are not animists. We are not the deity. De Deity or God is not in things, but he is present to things. He is present to all of his creation. In the vast expanse of timeless space, 
God is present all, everywhere, to all things. He's outside of time and he's outside of space and he's outside of matter. Yet, he speaks matter into existence and we call it ex nihilo. He is the creator, ex nihilo, out of nothing. He speaks into being, he calls into being that which was not. And this God, who calls matter into existence, is outside of matter, yes, is able to enter into matter and take on flesh, outside of time, yet is able to enter into time and live 33 years. He's outside of space, and yet he's able to be part of our lives. This God knows your name. Before you existed, before the pendulum of time was set in motion, God knew your name. You existed before the world existed as an idea in his head. Before you existed. And this God who knows your name gave you a name because he desires a free will but covenant. Free will but covenant relationship of an undying love with you. This God wants a relationship with you. Now, for you and me to have a relationship, I must tell you my name. I must present myself and tell you that I want to know you. And that I must give you a chance to get to know me. Logical? So far, is that logical? Just shake your head. You may be unconscious, but just shake your head. Right? Yeah, eternity. Yes, I know. So this God who desires free will and a covenant relationship with him, he wants you to love him of your own free will, but he wants you to come into a covenant relationship with him so that he may love you forever and ever and he may bring you to be with him forever and ever. This God desires to be known by you and therefore, so that you could know him, he sent Jesus Christ, JC Profile. Jesus came so that you may know God. Jesus came to forgive my sin, yes. Jesus came to die on the cross for me, yes, yes, yes. Jesus came so the whole world may see the, yes, yes, absolutely. Jesus came to take the place of Adam and restart the whole Adamic cycle and turn the curse into a blessing yes yes all that is true all that is true but the primary heart of the christian faith is there's a god who's almighty outside of time space and matter and wants to know you within time space and matter so he sends his son within time space and matter to connect with you and speak to you in english so that you five feet something tall six feet something tall may have a personal Relationship with God. The primary heart of God is for you to know him. And in this knowledge of him who is life, in this knowledge of him who is life, you have life. Life is not an energy and life is not information. Life is being in a relationship with the God who is the author of life. So in a relationship with God, you have eternal, outside time and space and you have eternal life. Outside of a relationship with God, you are eternally dead. Outside time and space and matter. Jesus makes the difference. So, it has been revealed by a communicable God that God can be known. No other religion teaches this. No other religion, no other faith, no other philosophy does this. Because they don't intend to. They're not claiming to. And we're not condemning them for anything. They're helping you cope with this life. Good job. 
They're helping you work out relationships. They're helping you center around and, and try and rebuild a broken world. Absolutely, the world is broken. So every man-made effort to fix themselves, center themselves, regroup, restructure, re-overhaul, is a valiant effort. It's a valiant effort. Wonderful. Good job. My best wishes. But Jesus didn't come to help you cope with the brokenness of humanity. Jesus came to give you the perfection of deity. Jesus came so that you may know the one who is life. So, so you're thinking with me and you're not getting tired. Great. Jesus is the journey and Jesus is the destiny. Jesus is the journey and Jesus is the destiny. I want to throw some verses at you, but I don't want you to, to get lost. Follow me in those verses of scripture. Look at every word and go back home and go over it again and you will be blessed. John 17 verse 3. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. They're not two people. They're the same person, but the God incarnate is Jesus. Did you get that? They're not two people. They're the, the one. There's just one God. But God in the flesh is Jesus. Okay. So that you may know him whom you have sent. Work with me. Work with me. I'm going to stop screaming so that you can think. It's hard to think when you scream. 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. And we know. Oh, I love that about my faith. I love the fact that I'm not, I'm not looking for an experience. I'm not looking for a sensation. I'm looking for truth. And we know. What do we know? That the Son of God has come. Circle has. The Son of God has come. Again, another has. And has given us cookies. What? What? With conviction? Understanding. At least say it like you understand it. We know, what do we know? The Son of God, that's the God in the flesh. That's the messianic title for Jesus in the flesh, by the way. The Son of God has come, and what has he given us? He has given us understanding. It's not a pursuit. It's not a pursuit. It's not a hope. He has given us what? Understanding. That means he has brought the knowledge of God down to my bite-sized self. I failed in Hindi most all the way till 9th, 10th standard. I failed in maths. And I didn't even know I'd failed because I couldn't count and they had to tell me. God, Jesus brought God Almighty down to bite size so that Jeremy Dawson can understand God. Understand. That's what my teacher kept saying. Do you? I mean, that's communication faultless. Successful. God, Jesus brought God down and said, this is me. This is me. So you may know God. This is me. If you make me the pursuit of, my, of your life, if you make me the, the end of your life, the journey and destiny of your life, you will know God. I'm here. The kingdom of God is here. And we know the Son of God has come and has, and has given us understanding. Why? Purpose clause, so that. Purpose clause, so that. We may know him who is true. So that we may know him. 
who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son Jesus. This is true God and eternal life. He is the end of every search. He is the end of every heart search for the truth, for the light, for the way. Jesus is the end of that search. He's also the beginning of a new journey. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. And because of him, you are in Christ who became to us. Jesus became to us what? The wisdom of God. Jesus became to us the wisdom of God. So God gave the information about himself in a person. In a person. He wrapped himself up in a body that looks like you and me. And he came up to you and shook your hand and says, do you believe? Do you believe? If you don't believe my words, believe my works. Do you believe? Put, 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 Thomas, put, put your finger. Put your, you don't believe, put your finger. Do you believe? God has simplified the knowledge of him down to a relationship with one person so that you may know him and the power that is behind him. Oh, that you may understand this. Oh, that you may understand this. The title of today's sermon is A Pastor's Prayer for His Church Members. A Pastor's Prayer for His Church Members. He has become to us the wisdom of God, the righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Colossians chapter 2 verse 1 Two and three. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, for those at Laodicea, and for all of those who see not seen me face to face, that my heart, uh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. The knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. In whom? In who? Christ. In whom? Who? Christ. Are hidden. What? Hidden. What? The treasures. How much? All the treasures. Okay, do it again. Which is in Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of what? Say it loudly. And wisdom and, again, and all in Jesus. Not in Christianity. Not in a guru. Not in a philosophy. Not in a, not in a book. It's not meant only for the intelligent or for the exquisite or for the elite. Or for the whites, or the blacks, or the yellow. It's meant for anyone. Anyone can know God if they know Christ. God has made it that simple. But it's not that simple. God has given access to the wisdom and the knowledge and the mystery of God. To the most uneducated woman in the middle of some Saharan, sub-Saharan desert or a jungle. Same to an elite legal eagle on Wall Street. Or a politician in the corridors of authority. Or a man on the street. Or a member of covenant life. God has given every single person equal access to the invisible God. That's how much God wants you to know him. How much do you want to know him? That's how much God has done that you may know him. What are you willing to do to know him? That's how far God has come to pursue you from heaven to earth, from the earth to the grave. How much are you willing to pursue God? Will you make Jesus the pursuit of your life? 
Hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. In him we have been made complete. The complete you, the final you, the best you is found in him. You find him, you find you. Did you hear me? You find him, you find you. You get to know him, you get to know you. You get to know him, his purposes, you get to know the purpose of your life. You get to know his love, you get to know what it's like to be loved. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. This is from the message translation. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for our glorious living, part of the overall purpose for which he is working out everything in everyone. One last verse that I want to throw at you to give you uh, proof, to give you proof that God wants to know you, that God has done everything to pursue you, and God has made everything possible for you. Acts chapter 17 verse 28, in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. I ask you to think again with me. If Jesus has come from this God and reveals God to us and is himself God, he is then worthy of our greatest pursuit and our utmost longing. He is worthy of your greatest pursuit and your utmost longing. You wake up in the morning, you go to sleep at night, and if you dream of, of him, and you dream of knowing him, and being in his presence, and knowing his will, and being found in him, happy and perfect and thankful and joy, then you are finding, you're beginning to find the purpose of your life. Listen to me very carefully. If this is God, if this is Jesus, come from God, then he isn't meant to be followed. Jesus is not asking you to follow him. He isn't meant to be followed. He isn't a leader. He is Lord. He isn't a guru. He is God. He isn't a leader of some religion, of some movement, of some philosophy. I follow the teachings of Jesus. I like the teachings of Jesus. I apply the teachings of Jesus in my life. And also him, and also him, and also him. But mostly Jesus. You don't get it. He isn't to be followed. He's not a religious leader. He's not a religious leader. He isn't a leader. He is Lord. He isn't a guru. He is God. He himself is to be sought, and pursued, and excavated, and studied, and wondered at. He's both the end of our search and the beginning of it. He will leave us satisfied and yet unsatiated, insatiable. So Paul prays for his people. He says, I pray that you may know him. I pray that you may. Is this, is this beginning to sink in for those of you who are paying attention? Is this beginning to sink in? We've seen, this, we've seen that sentence so many times. I pray that you may know him. They'll know him and the power of it. Do you even begin to understand what it means to know him? What it means to understand who Christ is? So let me finish up by quickly going through this beautiful passage of scripture. This is the pre-passage to what we are actually looking at in the series. The next 
Part starts at verse 15. So here it is, verse 9. And so, from that day, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking. So Paul is praying for his people. Paul, Paul is praying for his. This is the pastor's prayer for every member in the church. This is my prayer for you and for me. Number one, that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. That's on the inside. That you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, knowledge is not something you are full of. Usually, your knowledge is your learning. You know, knowledge is information. But the knowledge of God is not information. You're not informed. You are infilled. You are instilled. It is something that God pours into you. The knowledge of God is something that he pours into you. Not by reason, not by research, but by revelation. Should you study the scriptures? Yes, you should. Should you open the Bible and say, Lord, I want to know you. The living word, come on, hit me, Lord. I want to know you. Yes, you should. You should put in your effort to pursue him. But the knowledge of God is poured into you. That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. How? In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. My brothers and sisters, my dear friends, at the cost of hurting your, your, your ego or your, your intelligence, we all think we're right. Every one of us thinks we're right. From our own perspective, we are absolutely right. Um, if you can talk to me long enough, I can convince you that based on my life experience, what I did from my perspective was right. I'm able to rationalize my wrongs and I'm able to reconstruct my situation to project myself as someone who is right in my own eyes. So from my perspective, I am justifiable. And we are not, listen to me, we are not able to see how we are wrong. We are not able to see a better way, a cleaner burn, a purer pursuit of our goals in life. We can't think of a better way, a cleaner, holier way to do it. Our way is the best way. And nobody else can possibly tell us any better. And to that attitude kind of person, the wisdom of God and the will of God comes to play. God is able to open your mind to see his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You are broken. You are flawed. And you do need to repent. And you do need to come right. Wisdom and righteousness go together. Wisdom and righteousness go together. You can't be wise without being righteous. And you can't be righteous without being wise. We're all right in our own eyes. Until God reveals himself to us. Filled with the knowledge of his will. Number two, walk in a manner worthy. Walk in a manner worthy. Verse 10, so as to walk in a manner worthy of what? Three things. Number one, fully pleasing to him. Bearing fruit in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. That's the same thing we just talked about. But look at the first two. Fully pleasing and bearing fruit. Fully pleasing and bearing fruit. My goodness. That my life then becomes not about pleasing myself, but about pleasing the Lord. That everything I do, everything I want to do, is about pleasing God and pleasing, bringing Him pleasure. Religion, listen to me, religion is all about displeasing God. Displeasing deities. Displeasing the realm. Or your mythological gods. So everything that is done in religion is so that they don't get upset with us. And block the blessing that's coming our way. Or the luck that's coming our way. 
The relationship with Jesus is all about getting him to find pleasure in our lives. So when Jesus sits next to you for a cup of coffee, what does he say to you that he has enjoyed, that he has loved this past week? When Jesus sits down for you for some mutton curry and rice, when he sits down at your table or sits next to you uh, and, and he puts his feet up and he puts on the TV, what's the recently watched videos that he would love to enjoy with you? What is the pleasure he has taken in your life? And he says, you know what, when you said that, I really enjoyed it. You know, when you, the way you behaved with that person or, you know, the way you've just, the way you've just looked, looked for me and, and has given me such, what does Jesus say to you in your private moments that tells you, when he tells you that he found pleasure in you? That is the heart of walking with Jesus. To walk with Jesus is to yearn to hear from him what he's happy with me about. Not what he's displeased with me about, what he's happy with me about. I tell you once again, my brothers and sisters, all your sin is covered. God is not angry with your sin anymore. All your sin is covered. Forgiven sin, unforgiven sin, confessed sin, unconfessed sin, all is covered. The reason we confess is so that we may bring him pleasure. The reason we, 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 we serve him and love him and do what we do and pursue him is so that we may bring him pleasure. Many of you have been in love. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Those years, those moments when you live to bring pleasure, you just want to see a smile on that person's face. What does it mean to pursue Jesus? It means to pursue, live your life in such a way that you're pursuing that smile on his face. What is my prayer for you? That you won't be Christian, but that you will be full of Christ. I don't want you to follow Christianity. I want you to follow Christ. I want you to pursue him like, you're, like there's nothing else better. I want you to pursue him, be hungry for him like nothing else tastes as good as him. I can never convince you to do this. Only the Holy Spirit can convince you. And if you're not spiritually alive, if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you're probably not even listening to me. Walk worthy of him. Filled with the knowledge. Number three, empowered to finish well. Empowered to finish well. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. For all endurance and patience and joy and care. Four things over there. Uh, uh, strengthened according to his might according to his glorious might and number two endurance number three patience number four joy and number five giving thanks everything God wants that you need to change everything you feel stuck with everything you feel trapped in everything you feel bonded to every time you feel weak every time you feel defeated everything you are saying you have a problem with God has an answer for in Christ it's in Christ God has Every strength, according to his glorious might, endurance, you need that. Patience, you need that. Joy, you need that. Giving thanks, oh my God, you need to give thanks. You need to stop the grumbling and you need to give thanks. Stop the complaining and give thanks. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You look in the mirror, you feel sorry for yourself. You sit down, you feel sorry for yourself. You drive in the, on the Delhi traffic, you feel sorry for yourself. 
Somebody cuts you off, you feel sorry for yourself. You spend the whole day feeling sorry for yourself. It is the opposite of finding pleasure in Jesus. It is the opposite of making him the center of his pleasure. I want to be the center of his pleasure. It's not about me. It's about him. He's the one who gave his life for me. I didn't give squat. He's the one who loved me to the point of death. I can't even sit through a half na sermon. He's the one. He's the one who went to the cross and for nine hours hung on the cross so that you will not see the anger of God. And here you sit tired, bored, disgusted, and you don't even have a plan for the rest of the day. But you already want to move on. Oh my God. When will we become spiritual instead of being carnal? For God who is spiritual became carnal. He became incarnate so that we who are carnal might know life in the spirit. According to his glorious might, endurance, patience, joy, giving thanks, he has qualified us. There is nothing that comes in your life that he cannot give you the strength for. To change, to get unstuck, to give up control, to come into the light. If Jesus can do this, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to his glorious light. My goodness, if he can do this, if we have deliverance from dominion of darkness, and if we have redemption for forgiveness of sins, listen to me, I'm going to close. This is your hallelujah time. If he can deliver me from the dominion of darkness, that's from Satan's grasp, and if he can redeem me from my sin, my goodness, why would he not also along with that give me everything that I need? If you are unhappy, you're walking in sin. If you're unsatisfied, you're walking in sin. If you're purposeless, you're walking in sin. If you're frustrated with the purpose of your life and the way of your life and the, and the, and the joy of your life, you're walking in sin. There is some sin that is settled in your life, in your relationship, in your mind, in your heart that is keeping you from enjoying Christ and from Christ enjoying you. And until you say no and you release and you let go and repent of that sin, that relationship, you will never come into a heart-clean relationship with Christ. And until you are in a heart-clean relationship where he is the one finding pleasure in you rather than the opposite. I'm not following Christ. I am eating him. I am enjoying him. He is the pursuit of my life. Until then, you will never know all of the wonderful things that Christ has hidden in store for you. My brothers and sisters, God sent Jesus so that you may have life. You already knew that. God sent Jesus so that you can make him your life, the very pursuit of your life, so that your life can be about him. God sent Jesus to be your life. Why? Read it. Because in him is life. And that life is the light of men. Read it with me nice and loud. Number one. In him is life. And that life is a light. One more time. In him is life. And that life is a light of men. I've challenged you. I've poured my heart out to you. I've screamed at you also. I've even spat on some of you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to begin to make Jesus the pursuit of your life? Moment by moment, I'm kept in his love. 
Moment by moment, I have life from above. Looking to Jesus, till glory doth shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me, and he's the one I'm living for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm Jeremy Dawson and if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below, but let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.